are in a celebratory mood today because there is major things happening. And Carl and I saw Twelfth Night at Shakespeare in the Park, St. Louis Shakespeare Festival, and it had Latin rhythms and it was just wonderful. And one of had the, a band. Oh, it was it was just terrific. We will be talking to Luis Salgado about Aida at Stages St. Louis. Then around minute 32, we'll have the theater roundup, including Twelfth Night, Shakespeare in the Park, Gloria Alive, Clash of the Titans, The Breakfast Club, Steve Martin and Martin Short, and The Vampire Lesbians of Sodom. Oh, yeah. Around minute 43, Transformers. Around minute 45, Past Lives. Then around minute 51, Flamin' Hot. One of the joyous experiences of the last two years is having Luis Sagado come to town to work with Stages St. Louis. And he directed In the Heights last year. And Carl, he was in the Broadway, original Broadway production of Yay. In the Heights. And well, let's say hi so, to him right now then. Yeah, so hello, welcome, Luis. Hola, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to, to meet you both here. Although we sort of encounter briefly, right? Through, right, through the, uh, oh. Ceremony yeah, we were well, at yeah. we were at the St. Louis Theater Circle Awards and we got to speak afterwards because he was the big winner. His In the Heights, which he directed and choreographed, won best production, best musical production, best choreography, and best ensemble. So he was on stage a lot. Oh and, my goodness. Yeah, I, I am one, honor, one I night am for that. But but I'm more honored to to celebrate again the opportunity to tell stories that I believe and that I love and to do it with people that I admire. Um, and so that night was a true celebration of ensemble work and how everybody comes together to tell one story. It was That's the sound a, of a good director. That was a brilliant, brilliant show. And it did have just this just wonderful ensemble. And so now Aida, which is very ambitious, that is the Elton John and Tim Rice musical, and uh, it was staged at the Muni in 2016, but it hasn't been a professional production since then, so you are tackling it, and I was looking at pictures, and wowee. It's very different. It's very different. And and I think you're absolutely right when you say it's very ambitious, and, and then the audience might ask how, you know, and, and it's the, the amount of of tech that we want to achieve in in the very little time that we are put you know into into concept the the show is very conceptual it's the very first show that i ever really like saw on broadway i had seen already fossey but fossey had a different aesthetic it was a black box you know, celebrating dance and the legacy of Fosse's work. This was the first time that I saw the lightings, that I saw the set designs, the custom designs, the big Wayne Salento choreography. And I said, I need to move to New York. That show was one of the lead reasons why I decided to finish studying in Puerto Rico, do everything that I could to make it to New York City. And I am so honored and so blessed to be telling the story today, you know, years later after having accomplished many different things in the in the spectrum of performing and creating um and so here we are trying to bring this new very conceptual idea of aida very different than the broadway show um i'm mixing acdc rock and roll like world both in the lighting and in the sound 
comes together to a Robert Wilson aesthetic. He's one of the most experimental directors. And I was always fascinated by his aesthetics and his visuals. So I'm like, this is just the position of those two very clashing styles coming together in one idea. Um, and I have a fantastic team of designers that's helping me to put that story together. I cannot but hope that the audience comes, shows up and enjoys the show. Is Sean doing the lighting? Is Sean Savoy doing the lighting? No, I brought I brought Harry Goldman. He um he was my lighting designer when I started this concept um about five, six years ago. Um we work with a lot of Astera light tubes and he masters and owns a lot of them. So like I wanted to make sure that I could have access to that designing idea again. Um so Harry came as a guest here to to stage at St. Louis. Oh, how wonderful. Well, you are, this is your, you know, second time. So back to back. So I hope uh, you love it so much that you get to stay because I was reading a Broadway World interview with you and you have done this show before in New Jersey and your past, Carl Ace Young is playing. From American Idol. Yes. And his wife, Deanna DeGarmo is playing. Also from American Idol. Amneris and she won our award two years ago for playing Patsy Cline. So they loved it here so much. And now they're together, but you've directed Ace before. Yeah. Ace, Ace was fantastic when we did Aida the very first time. Um, It was also a very constricted time period for me to pull up the show. And he came so ready. He, he was off book. He understood um, what the t- assignment was, he he just put his boots on and started working. And and I was very inspired by his work ethic. Now seeing him with his wife, um, Diana, here together, it's, it's the same complete packet. They both come ready to play. They're open, they're smart. They have fantastic ideas and contributions to their characters. So, I mean, what else can you ask? And and they also have the pedigree of having done that that tv show and how you know all the challenges that come with that liberates you into who you will become as a performer so it's fantastic well i saw them at on the touring production of joseph and the amazing technicolor dreamcoat a couple years ago carl you probably saw them too i did Uh, yeah and uh, photographed and directed i believe by andy black and bueller right yes and one of your i one of you've worked with andy and carl and i are big fans yeah yeah Andy's one of my mentors. Um, we did In the Heights together when we were on Broadway. And every time that I do a new incarnation of it In the Heights, I'm always partnering with him. I also was his co-choreographer for the Dirty Dancing remake of the movie when it came out, I don't remember now, four or five years ago as well. Um, and so we 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 partnered a lot. Oh, okay. Well, one of the actors in that Dirty Dancing, and I'm going to forget his name. He's long time uh broadway dude uh he played the orchestra leader and he was part of the harlem uh dance troupe he he didn't even he was part of the dance troupe and then he got to be on broadway and he, are you talking about that are you talking the, the tv or the or the show because uh, we the did touring show you so you would know him and i worked no i worked on the tv show we did like oh. we did like a remake of the movie um oh. and it was one of those NBC things and I believe NBC Dirty Dancing and, uh, Live. Yeah, correct. It wasn't live either. We it right, was like right. a movie a yes. full film, but yeah. And um so yeah, so that's what the one I partner up with Andy. Yeah, there are some properties that people just love and I think Aida is done so infrequently that you're going to introduce a whole new audience to it. And uh I want you to talk about uh the the music in particular but also i 
it's been in previews for a week because tonight, June 7th, starts its press night and that starts the official run. But for a week, you've had previews and people I respect. These are some of the things spectacular. Wow. One of my friends say spectacular and she's longtime theater person. Wow. And so I was like, oh, man, you're setting the bar pretty high. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's a scary thing. I have to be super honest. It's a very scary thing because I love arts. And, and you know, there's this always this debate between art and commerce, right? And so you want people to like things and to take away what, what they need to take away. But I also like to challenge the status quo of what we're doing, right? So like in a very linear mindset, you will think Aida... Egypt, Nubia, you know, very specific sets. The Broadway show already had like a whole aesthetic and people will probably come and say, hey, I'm expecting this thing. And we're, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> and know? I want to hear the Leanne Rhyme song. Um, And yeah, right. And that's why um, the or or the opera or people have the, the right. version in their, in their brain of, of the classical opera idea. And so this is not it, right? And so as artistically, there are shows like last year's in the Heights that I get to say, well, I get the Ana Luisa original set design. And therefore there's a lot of the world on the aesthetics that will be very similar to what the Broadway show had. But this is, a, I think, a step further for me artistically because Gail um, invites me to say, no, we we want your concept. We want this, this more experimental approach that is simplistic, that is minimalistic, and that it relies heavily on the talent of the performers and how we put all this ensemble. And when I say ensemble, I'm not just talking about our beautiful dance world ensemble, but like the whole spectrum, Brad's costumes, Herrick sliding, Kate Rand's scenic design, everything that everybody here in the shop built up for the show comes together as one single story element. And and I just, like I said earlier, you know, if someone said spectacular, I'm so honored because I want nothing more than to just simply touch people's hearts, life, minds with the story they're receiving. And, you know, it's a story that I think is relevant um, to see to see these two characters from different places representing the Egyptian and the Nubian division coming together in love. And, and that for me is the biggest real parallel to our world today, right? Like we continue to make division. We continue to make separation. We continue to really isolate and compartmentalize so many areas of who we are as a society and in our lives. When maybe as Lin-Manuel said, love is love is love is love. If we just allow ourselves to love, we can come together and make a better world. And I feel like that is Amneris' role. Like at the end of the day, Amneris is like, you know, I will sacrifice these two people, but I will do them together. And I will have a voice as a female power voice in this spectrum, in this world. And I will be heard. And through that, we will give a reign of peace. And so for me, all of those elements are really valuable and I think important. Well, that, that, no, that is really admirable. And when you mentioned Brad's costumes, if you see a picture of this, Carl, you will be wowed. I have seen Brad's work for a couple of years now. And this is like next level for him. I mean, I don't think I've seen this vision that he has because it's just stunning. I, I Everybody watching or listening at home, I please join me in a round of applause for Brad <laughs> and the entire custom <laughs> shop team because I agree with you. Um, they have worked so hard 
um, and they have really come together to to give us a beautiful world of costumes in this show. And tell us about the 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 lead woman playing Aida. Where is she yeah, from? Wanu, What's her background? Wanu is from Nigeria, um, and she's done some Broadway shows. Uh, she's she's worked with Sergio Trujillo, which is another of my mentor. But the most valuable thing I can tell you is that. She's really strong. She's really the representation of Aida. She cares um, in a beautiful way for, for, for what she's doing, for what she represents, for where it comes from, from honoring and homaging truthfully um, the roots of Nubians. And, um, and so although the show, again, conceptually, we live in this utopia between these two, you know, ACDC, Robert Wilson world, she has been an anchor to the company of remembering exactly what they're doing and i think the full ensemble um rejoices in that celebration and in that um respect you know to 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 the african value within the story that we're telling and and i i mean just wait till you see this this humans on stage um just singing that when the end of act one when they do the gods of nubia there's such a spiritual blast connection beyond the talent and she's leading that with her own truth and so i i couldn't be more grateful for the wonderful process and challenge that it has been the intimate stage it's well you know stages that new home is is just gorgeous the kirkwood performing arts center and you're familiar you know you you have worked on that stage for the past two years it's intimate. It's an intimate experience. And so how does a big show like Aida translate to a to a more intimate evening? You know, it's interesting that I I find it not to be so intimate. I think that it it the it could be deceiving in a way. You think you're walking into a quote unquote smaller stage, but it's not. You know, the stage has its big merit. And I think, you know, we have a balcony, right? Like there is an, a Greek reality to play all the way to the gods in a, in a certain way. So I've done I've done work in way smaller theaters that really feels intimate and that you get away, like even lighting concepts that I have. Um, I like playing with shadows with my designers a lot and like silhouettes. And when the audience is really intimate, you get away with that because you can still really like your proximity to the actor can allow you to really like dissect the darkness in the color. Here you can't. So like our previews have been a blessing because we we tech the show, we, we build our first skeleton, but then through previews, we've been cleaning up a lot of what it is that the audience can or cannot grasp because otherwise, you know, in the, I would call it more of a medium-sized theater, you know, where you can really get lost if, if you do something wrong. And you have to protect the integrity of the art, but also of the audience receiving that art. Um, and, and so it's a tricky, I think it's a tricky balance in that space. Do you have anything uh, outside of, well, you're here for a while. So what are your favorite things to do in St. Louis while we have your attention here? I have to be really honest and tell you that both times I've come in, I've come in to work nonstop. You know, the timeline period between rehearsals and putting the show in front of an audience, it's always tight enough that I am kind of working every day, even in my day off. 
Um, so I've gone to through two of the baseball um, games, um, <laughs> supporting the local team. Unfortunately, both days that I went, we lost. So I was like, no, that's nothing <laughs> new right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and then I last year when I was here for in the Heights, um, I went to uh, what is the city park? Yes, Manhattan, the city football park stadium. Was- yeah, we that was that was that was a cool. Um, no, this that I'm talking about the forest like park. Forest park. Yeah, it's like a the museum, and you go outside. Oh yeah, has, Francis uh, Forest Park. Forest Park. Yeah, yeah, that that was that was very interesting to visit. City Park is where our soccer team plays. Right, right, right. Sorry. Um, so I said that's the okay. wrong thing. No, and, no, no, um, that's fine. And then the and and of course the food. You know, being I mean I got friends already in, in First Watch, so like I go there and say hi, how's it going? So I, I enjoyed well, it's right. There's one right down the street from the theater. <laughs> yeah, but I've been going more to where the uh, Kent Center is, where we rehearse, and so really like literally make friends there, which is cool. Um, I love the but Kent's. That I feel, yeah, I still feel like there's a lot for me to discover here. Um, I have to tell you, I I really enjoy the people. Yesterday, this gentleman came to me and literally was like. You you were with me in the elevator yesterday, and you had a like a theater shirt. Are you in theater? And I was like, I am. And then I had a stages shirt, and he's like, Oh my god, you're working with stages! I've been supporting them for twenty years. I just went out on a boat for two and a half years with my wife. I was like, Let's sit down because my wife is gonna love everything you have to say. You know, but that, <laughs> that kind of approach is not something you get as easy in other places. I feel like, and I feel very welcome here. So even even with you both, like just this is a warm conversation, and I'm grateful for the energy I receive. So thank you. Well, thank well, you. I, and so, oh, go ahead, Carl. I, I wanted to say everyone knows about your fantastic work on the stage and behind the scenes. But are you going to be doing anything with your nonprofit and your charity while you're here in St. Louis? You know, that's a great question. I would love nothing more. Um, I run a nonprofit now for 16 years called Revolución Latina. We write it R.Evolución because it's a revolution of evolution through the arts. And so all that we do is inspire and empower our Latina community through performing arts. Um, and so I we've been doing it in a silent way because Gail and everybody at stages have been very welcoming. So last year we had four people in the show that we sort of brought into the show under the concept of empowerment. Um, two of them were children and two of them were adults. Um, and I can see the payoff in that. Like I, this wonderful woman, Carmen, like came to audition for Aida and was had grown so much from her job and work with us and in the Heights to now. And um, I am so proud of her. Rico is now back. Rico is one of the kids we had last year. So we're really nurturing him and he's in the show and you see him, you cannot miss him really. Um, His performance level is amazing. Um, And so that's, kind of on the on the download kind of on the DL kind of thing of of the that social work but I would love to come and be more um purposeful with our Revolution Latina mission here in St. Louis so if anybody's listening and is interested in bringing an organization like RL to support the community um not limited to the Latina community but mostly the Latina community we are here to support and that's what we've been doing for 16 years thanks to the support of um Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS uh-huh. Well, uh, from your lips to God's ears. So hopefully the 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 local community will support you. Well, you have been talking about your work in New York, and I know you are a working professional in New York, and you said you started at nine years old. So what was that journey like? I started in Puerto Rico at the age of nine. I was in public school and I kind of really needed 
something to perhaps escape or find myself in. And I was very lucky that I found the arts. Uh, I had a wonderful teacher that started me first in folkloric dances and eventually challenged us to speak and eventually challenges us to, to sing. And without really thinking or knowing about musical theater itself, like he was guiding me into a passion for musical theater. Um, later on, that same teacher took me to my first ballet classes and um, and eventually to New York. And I, again, like I said, once I visited New York and I was like, oh, musical theater exists this way. I want to be in it. That The rest is history. It's, it's been a labor of love and a hard work um, ethic um, process from 17 till this day. What was your first Broadway show? Like I like I explained earlier, um, the real first show was Fosse, the musical, oh. as, as an audience member. Um, and then the second show was uh, Aida, which made me feel like, oh, I'm seeing the first production value show. But my first show as a performer was in the Heights. Um, I did it in the Heights on Broadway. I did um, after that Woman on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown, directed by Barlett Cher. Then I did um, Rocky, the musical. Um, one of the producers was his versus Stallone. So imagine what it was to me who I grew up when I was 15. I was an amateur boxer. So like two of my passions came together there. Um, then I did um, On Your Feet, the musical. On Gloria, Your Feet. Stefan. And now I have a the second national tour. I'm honored to say that I direct the choreograph and I'm one of the three above the title producers in it so you know I'm, I'm I've been able to do a live um in theater and I, like that play um a live in theater like I want that to be the the thing when I die a live in theater <laughs> no that well, that's a, that's we, wonderful we Go had ahead. on your feet at the muni last year yeah and it was Get fun it was feet. wonderful and you know um I'm gonna I'm gonna support Rocky here because that is an underrated show and granted uh you know it didn't well but it's by the okay so it has this great song that andy carl sings who was nominated as rocky balboa and uh it is called keep on standing and i have that when i'm walking you know my my uh my apple music that is a great song and the, i love the, that song. yeah and that the set so the songs are by flaherty and aaron's who did yep. ragtime. Yep. And so that show was just dismissed because it was rocky. And I was like, wait a minute here. If I fall, let me get up. If I'm hurt, let me keep fighting. Yeah, I love that song. Oh, it's so good. So in the Heights, when you were, when uh, it was Lin-Manuel Miranda and Christopher Jackson and Karen Olivo and, and everybody, uh, did you know it was going to be that explosion because nothing had been like that before no and that was the beauty of it we were kids playing to make theater <laughs> you know lynn was very smart he was very supportive but we were kids all like all of us putting all of our passion like andy black and Mueller wasn't yet the andy black and Mueller we know now actually as a matter of fact in the heights did that for both him and lynn lynn was just a kid coming out of college and having these ideas and having the blessing of his father and three incredible producers in Kevin McCall and Jeffrey Seller and Jill Furman. And, you know, they were really invested in helping this kid make something magical. 
Um, and and from there, you know, Kiara Alegria Ud is the same thing. Like Alex Lacamore, like look all the work Alex Lacamore has done till this day. But it's the 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 thing that opened up the Pandora box for all of us was in the Heights, and we didn't we didn't know we were doing the thing that we thought was real. We were not trying to create a, a stereotype, or we were not trying to exploit the idea of a Latina community, but to really celebrate it. I mean, our our biggest lead characters. Their, their conflict is that they want to go to college or that they're they're going to sell a bodega or that. <laughs> I just can't talk about these things because it's like sometimes like, you know, theater without conflict shouldn't exist, but conflict also doesn't have to be we're killing each other, right? Like it's really celebrating the the raw of our humanity. And um, yeah, in, in a way, going back to Aida, that, that's one of the things that we're in a very high point sociopolitically speaking about what you know our our cultures and our races and our acceptance is and you know how i delegate tiptoe embrace challenge the topics within aida it's a very it's a very fine it's a fine fine line right <laughs> and um and so it's interesting to me i i just cannot wait to see what's going to happen with with the audience and 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 maybe with the chakras of everybody that comes in, right? Because it really, I'm really doing an homage to a spiritual balance of acceptance. Well, that that's wonderful. Well, I can't wait to see it tonight and see what you do next. And uh, as a personal aside, uh, Christopher Jackson is a Southern Illinois boy. He's from hey. yeah. He's he's from uh, Carl. Did you know that he was born in Metropolis and he. I- he he went to He's, Cairo High School. Well, I did not know that, but now I yeah. do. Yeah. So He's that, also the, a great human being. Talking about spiritual, <laughs> he was the spiritual leader of In the Heights. Like whenever we, every single, single day, every single performance, like performance we did, Christopher Jackson was there saying, let's make a circle, let's hold hands, let's breathe together. And, you know, what a great human being. Well, that's and awesome. And Lynn, Lynn loved him last year in Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, uh, you, sir, are a life force, too. So I, I just look forward. You are just such a uh, you just make every you just make the arts come alive. And I just Thank can't you. wait to Thank see you. how electric it is tonight. Thank you, Lynn. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. And and the truth is, I'm as one of the lines in the show says, I'm there is I'm just human like I, I just have the same questions as as you might as people in their audience might and I the desire to spark possibly change and I um I make mistakes and you know I say this because art making art is such a process you know like I want to treat everybody with love and kindness but also you got to get to the goal and every little single time every little single production we try to make it better we try to make it you know, more human. And, and I think it's a good time for those exercises and stages. St. Louis is really providing a space where it's safe and it's, it's nurtured and we are able to create art, but also to create growth in that humanity, in that process taking, in that evolution of who we are as, as people in the arts. And so I just want to say a big shout out to, first of all, Andrew, Jack and Michael, who, who, who founded stages, and then now to Andrew and Gail, who are really bringing a new a new vision to to everything that's happening and so let's keep making art Lynn people like you this the, cele- the celebration of the awards really is a validation of let's keep going forward let's keep doing the thing we love you know our kids get to see that 
and they get to say, I want to do that when I grow up, just like I did before. So let's do it. Well, it's running now through July 2nd. You can go to stagesstlouis.org, stagesstlouis.org, and find out ticket information and dates and times. Dark on Mondays, because, you know, that's just how theater is. They and need you have a day, to have a day to off. <laughs> yeah, you have to have that because some yes. like you're doing two shows some days. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how but wonderful. the reason I told you all this is because we just got here and we got out of the car and it was already storming. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's so it's here. taking it's taking the highway east. Crazy. Not in the yeah, it's not in the sea. Well, the other day on Sunday we had massive hail here, massive like only oh, in South City. Yeah, and then everybody else was like, "What?" You had, you, you had storm, you know. So, yeah, St. Louis. Carl has a specific location where the weather is happening. It was Shrewsbury because I was at Mackenzie Point at Deerberg's and we could not get to the car. And so my wife said, good thing we just bought beer. And I opened one up and everyone's walking by waiting for the uh, waiting for the storm to pass. And they're like, oh, that's a great idea. And I said, there's a store right inside. <laughs> my wife's like we could have offered it to someone. I said there were too many people to offer beer. Oh my god! Oh yeah, if you would have been standing there, yeah. Um, I if you let me, I want to do a shout out to every theater teacher here in the St. Louis area, um, who is empowering a next generation of arts makers. Keep doing that. What you're doing, like we need you. So yes, uh, we just had the St. Louis uh, High School Theater Awards last week at the Fox, and a lot That's of great, great kids won. And so that's great. The, the community is uh, getting behind these kids to make sure that there's something to strive for. Yep. I'm leaving from here straight to um, the Jimmy Awards. I'm going to direct choreograph some numbers for the Jimmy Awards. So um, I get to see some of the of that next generation like firsthand in, in the next few weeks. I love the Jimmy Awards. And in fact, I'm I'm uh, doing a story about the the boy that won because he's He's in the area that I do features on. So anyway, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna talk to him. But those Jimmy Awards, oh my God, those yeah, kids! Yeah. It's just it's, solid it's just it's just it's so inspiring to see how talented they are. And so, well, I will look for it because it's usually um, streaming. It used to be yeah. on TV. I'm not sure, but it'll be online, right? I, I imagine so. Yeah, It'll well, be, it will be somewhere. Break a leg. Thank you so much for your time. Enjoy your son's birthday. Happy birthday Thank to you. your son. Happy ninth. Yes, Hikari. I'll see you all. Um, well, Lynn, I'll see you tonight. And Carl, when you come in um, uh, a week from a week from 17. Saturday. Yeah. Enjoy the show. And and you got my you got my email. Let me know. I'll all let right. you know. Bye. Thanks. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Take care. So Boy. Lynn. He was fantastic. I know, isn't he? We when we talked to him at the Circle Awards, we were like, "Oh my God!" He gave great speeches. Uh, stages flew him and the lead actor back here for the awards to win they were the like, awards. Yeah, because they were nominated win. for eleven awards and they won the the big three. But he gave these great speeches, and then afterwards, it was just such an honor to talk to him. And then you can see what a life force he is. He just mm -hmm. exudes. But yeah, Andy Blankenbuehler, Sergio Trujillo, and um, Jerry Mitchell are his like three idols. Well, he worked. He worked with uh, Andy 
they they work together. Right. And then Lynn, he just said Lynn is just such a hardworking guy, but they're peers, you know, he and right. Lynn. Or, Lynn Manuel Miranda, you mean? Yeah. He he just said Lynn, but he meant Lynn Manuel Miranda. I know. He was on we the know. he was on the original. Yeah. He I know was he was on the same stage. He was on the stage where it all changed for all of them. Yes. You know, and, and the fact and that you know what you know what he also did? He also were I meant to ask him this. One of my favorite parts of Enchanted is the the scene that they do uh that's how you'll know. He was the associate assistant. Assistant to the associate choreographer in that dance scene, which is one of the best things that Disney has done live action in a long time. Uh, that's from 2007. All of these stupid uh, remakes have nothing on Enchanted. Now, Disenchanted is a different story, but the original one is so good, and he is a part of one of the best parts of that film. So well, I, I, I should have asked him about that, but... I'm going to see him that. next week, but I know Lynn, I should have looked him up on IMDb. Oh, he's done. He's done a lot of things. Lynn, what else is going on this week? Because now we, we saw 12th night. Yes. Which is every, every night through June um, 25th through there's no Mondays though. Mondays are right. dark. Just Mondays are dark, just like all theaters. Yes. Well, it's just a fun explosion of Latino rhythms and fun. And uh, it's probably one of the funniest. It's and hilarious. Joyous uh, things they've done in a long time. And, and one of the one of the women that is in the show who is very funny. I told her she was my favorite. And then the lead actress said she's my favorite, too. And I said, but you, your clothes are on point. And even at, even after the show, her clothes were fantastic, too. And she, she was supposed to look like uh, she's supposed to Beyonce. look like Beyonce. And she looks great. Her She looks fantastic. The clothes. She makes those clothes look good. So I I had a very good time. I'm probably going to see it again when my kid is home from college. So uh, that's go to shake uh, stlshakes.org for that. Yeah, I was glad. I know we talked you... about it last week, but stlshakes.org, you'll find out more about how long it's going to be at Forest Park through the 25th. We hadn't seen it yet when we talked about it last week. We just I were know. talking with Tom Ridgely about it, but he, um, and I saw of, him and uh, I saw him and entertained his significant other for a little while because she was like, uh, Tom's doing his thing. I'm like, oh, I'll talk to you for a little bit. Yeah. I understand how that is. Well, uh, your lovely wife, Nicole, I was very happy that you two got to share in the opening night experience with us because it is fun. Opening it night. Was, it was very fun. I, I would do that again. Yeah. And so uh, in my uh, my follow-ups to all the theater we we're seeing i saw gloria a life at mm -hmm. new jewish and it's fantastic and it uh is good for the younger folk to see but also it just renews us boomers in our fight for human rights and gloria is a, a you know one of the most iconic figures of the 20th century and it's not just about her though 
So you think, oh, it's just, you know, about Gloria Steinem, but it's not. It's about all these different women and all their struggles. And the first act is Gloria's story, but the second act is audience. It's a talking circle and women get to bring up things. Huh. So it's very interesting and I highly recommend it. And not just for people who were alive in the sixties. I just think it has, it's very relevant and it's very empowering and it's really fun. And, uh, Tonight we are seeing, I am seeing Aida at stages. And right. then over the weekend, I'm seeing the Clash of the Titans live parody at the Westport, which we had on, uh, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. And that's going to be at the Westport Playhouse. And that will be fun because it's going to be goofy live parody. And then I'm seeing the Breakfast Club by the Experimental Theater Troupe ERA. And they, just do really fun things and so they have combined the movie the breakfast club the john hughes classic with bertold brecht's eastern european or eastern germany's aesthetic so this ought to be interesting and that is at the chapel and well uh, i i i went to theater as well i went to the fox on saturday night and i saw steve martin and martin short which how was that Okay, so if you've seen their Netflix special, it is that, but a little. They they have updated some of the jokes, so it's not just the same show that you can see on the Netflix special. And the Netflix special doesn't have the four or five songs that Steve Martin plays on the banjo, because I guess they didn't want to pay for Netflix didn't want to pay for the rights to air those songs, and so uh, the band comes out. And Steve Martin plays a song or two with them, tells some jokes in the middle of the song, and then lets the lets the band play too. So, wow, they play without Steve for a while. Well, I saw Steve in his first appearance in St. Louis in 1977 at Keel Opera House, and John, uh, oh, the guy from John Biner, no, the guy no. Uh, John Sebastian. Oh, uh, oh, from well, he did the welcome back from the Potter Love and theme. Spoonful. Yeah, from the Love and Spoonful, and he was doing his catalog, and I guess somebody shouted out about Welcome Back Cotter, and he said the f word and walked off stage, <laughs> and that was it. And that was was like okay, and then uh, this is before Wild and Crazy Guy, but this mm-hmm. is when he was you know with the arrow in on his head. From the yeah. tonight show and everything. Well, they showed clips. They show they there were video screens. There were three video screens, and they showed clips about with that. So it is it is it is a multimedia show. Aha. Uh-huh. So yeah. Well, and, he yeah, oh he well, Martin Short. I just I love those two on Only Murders in the Building because they're shorthand, because they know each other so well. And they're shorthand together and the looks they just give each other are just hilarious. It's that it's that familiarity with them. But uh, when Steve was on SNL doing Wild and Crazy Guys and that all exploded, he -hmm. came back to whatever the arena was called back then. If it was Checkerdome or if it was still the arena, I'm not sure. But it was 1978 and there were guys wearing the Wild and Crazy pants those mm-hmm. plaid pants and wearing those goofy hats and there were people with balloons on their heads the festival brothers yeah and it was just crazy at the arena and then 
he decided not to do those big huge tours anymore well, he didn't if you read like, his if you read his biography he was very anxious he did not care for he did not like doing he read rather be in a small venue oh yeah yeah oh yeah and so therefore but then he became this big movie star but do you remember the first time you saw martin short and you went who is this guy didn't you well no he was on sctv i know that's and the first he, time and I then saw he was him. on the the hired gun year of uh saturday night live with christopher guest which that season that might be the all-time favorite with the billy crystal guest and billy crystal when they do <laughs> the synchronized swooping yes they showed a <laughs> clip from that too oh my god but no martin short when he came on as ed grimsley and did that whole thing uh that first skit he did on SNL the year he was on, it was just magical and it was beautiful. And watching him on SCTV, we didn't realize when we were watching it back in like what, 1981, 82, who these people were. Right. John Catherine, Candy. Yeah. Eugene Levy. Eugene, uh, Rick Moranis, Dave Thomas. All of all them. Those and, guys. Yeah. So no, it's fun to walk down memory lane and I'm glad they were Joe good Flaherty. It, it sold out like immediately. It did. And they do not allow reviewers because why? they don't need reviewers, you know. Well, and the, the Steve Canyon Rangers were great. And they, they, Steve, and then Steve Martin acts like he doesn't know any of their names, but of course he does. Of course he does. Well, his musical, Bright Star, is actually pretty good. I saw it last year and uh, he did that with Edie Bacrell, who is. Paul Mrs. Simon's Paul wife. Simon. Yeah. Yeah. So Steve's uh, Steve's pretty multifaceted. And uh, uh, I did even... we mention Joe Flaherty? Yes, we did. Or Andrea Martin. Oh, we didn't mention Andrea Martin. No. Oh, no. when they used to do that Lola Falan and Joey Everton. Well, she's going to be on Only Murders next year. Oh, I heard that. Oh, and Meryl Streep. Well, Mer they showed a picture of that. They, they had a behind the scenes photo of the three only murders in the building podcasters with Meryl Streep. And ah. so, and Steve Martin said, I'm going to give this joke away. He says, I give that picture three and a half stars. Oh no, it was it. Paul Rudd was in it too. So he said, I give it four and a half stars because it was Paul Rudd, Meryl Streep, Selena Gomez, Steve Martin and Martin short. So there were four and a half stars in that picture. Because uh -huh. he was slamming Martin Short. Martin Short. Oh, that's. Oh, so yeah. Funny. They're they're very mean to each other. It was hilarious. Well, that's what their their shtick is. Whenever mm -hmm. they're on something, they're just they're just so. I mean, they just make you smile. I think. Speaking of making you smile, so that's the theater community. Oh, I'm seeing Vampire Lesbians of Sodom at Stray oh. Dog Theater. Does that well, sound then. like it's? Does that sound like it's uh, realistic? <laughs> now hold on a second. You're seeing vampire lesbians of Sodom, but you're not going to see Transformers Rise of the Beasts? No, I'm not. Mm -mm. Well, I, no. I have only seen one Transformers movie, and that was Bumblebee, which was an origin story with Haley Stanfield. And Mark I heard, uh, well, I hear that's the only one that you should see because yeah. that's the good one. Well, instead, okay, so. The reason we're not talking movies and talking theater is we didn't see anything this week because Transformers 
is the only movie opening wide. And I and went it, and it will still be the number one or it still will be the number two movie because more people will still go see Spider-Man this weekend than Transformers. It's like, you know, there's certain things I won't watch. And that that's like nails on a chalkboard. But I opted instead to go to the screening of Past Lives, which is the best reviewed movie of the year. It is. It debuted at Sundance. It is a Korean film of great delicacy and beauty and romance, and it's it's very profound. But you can't beautiful. talk about it. <laughs> well, I could because it's at Sundance. It was at Sundance and had all these reviews, so I don't think there's an embargo. But it's an A twenty four. If that tips you off to quality, and it well, is A twenty four. Sometimes you are surprised and don't get what you get. Yeah, I know. But this one is a keeper. And uh, it's it's uh, a first-time writer-director, Celine Song. But she is a big part of this uh, New York theater community. She's a playwright. So it isn't like she's not familiar with writing. But it's, uh, it's I, I don't want to spoil it, but it comes out June 23rd. So we'll talk about it more later. But John Majero is in it. Oh. And he he's quite good, but Greta Lee is the lead, and uh, it's about uh, she had a childhood sweetheart. They were best friends forever, but her family immigrated to Canada, and they lost touch. And then they reconnected, just having a friendship again. And she didn't think it was a good idea. And then he had a girlfriend. She got married to John Majero, and um, there's something about that past life that he was coming to the u.s for a trip and he wanted to see her so they all get together and it's very profound about how the people in your life shape you and affect you but then the person you are then isn't the same person you the person you are now isn't the same person you were then but still well, it well a24 has put out several movies this year they put out your favorite, you hurt my feelings, but they also put out Bo is Afraid and Showing Up, which Alex still loves. So, but we'll but you know him. what? For every Bo is Afraid, there's a You Hurt My Feelings and now Past and the, Lives. So, and Past Lives, yeah. A good so, movie can make up for several bad ones. Well, you know, that that Korean film uh, market is uh, just exploding. So that's that's interesting, too. So I think it's a keeper. I think it's it, but it's just delicate. It's just you'll see it. It's uh, it's 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 just a very interesting uh, take on life. And um, I think it's a movie that you'll ponder afterwards. And then uh, because it's June 9th, I'm always ahead. I'm always thinking of what else we have, because we have the Muni opening with Beautiful, the Carol King uh, musical on next week and it's... it starts it starts monday we're gonna see it tuesday which unfortunately means we cannot see asteroid city no i know so i was at the west fest the west mm -hmm. anderson fest at the high point that cinema st louis is doing and it was packed for the royal tenenbaums good it was so fun to see it again because it's a 2001 movie 
and uh, you forgot how funny it was, but also there's some darker elements to it. And I forgot how good the soundtrack was. And that well, soundtrack yeah. is killer. But it was Wes Anderson being his most Wes Anderson-y at a time where people were just discovering him. So there was great affection and fondness and the audience was applauding a lot. And uh, it was great fun, but it continues this weekend. It, they're going to have Moonrise Kingdom. Yay, also. that's my favorite. I love that. I love that movie. And it's you know what? See, if you see that this weekend, remember that Bruce Willis, before the disease turned him into, uh, and his family took advantage of him, remember how good of an actor Bruce Willis was in Moonrise, Moonrise Kingdom. Oh yeah, and it's it's fabulous cast, and um, we uh, so this weekend is Life Aquatic with Steve. Zuzu. Zazu. <laughs> and then it's uh, Darjeeling Limited. And not the short. I ask about the short. No, no, none of the Natalie so Portman. No short. Natalie Portman. That's okay. No. And then Sunday is Moonrise Kingdom. And I expect that it should be pretty uh pretty hefty for that one too. And so the Wes Anderson Fest will commence because they told me they because the movie starts June 16th in like New York and LA. But they thought that's when it was started because here it's going to start June 23rd. But they thought, uh, but they would have had another weekend of Wes because some people were like, right. well, what about Fantastic Mr. Fox? What about Grand Budapest Hotel? Uh, what about Isle of Dogs? And and so, you know, you just can't fit all of Wes's great opus in. But they are, a lot of them are on Disney for, uh, I mean, a lot of them are on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. So Moonrise Kingdom is on Prime, uh, Amazon Prime, if you're like, oh, I can't go, but I want to see it again. And right. then, um, so the Muni is starting in Carol King, but it's more than Carol King's story. It's also the story of the Brill Building and Barry Mann and, right. and um, who just died, Cynthia Wilde. Mm -hmm. She just died on Friday. And this is her story too. So that, that is an interesting thing. But the guy who played Barry Mann on Broadway is going to be in the Muni show. Jared Ooh. Spector. How about that? That is interesting. Yeah, he's also going to be here for chess. So he's he's one of the stars doing, you know, too far. But that audience is going to be up on their feet. And you know it, Carl. And they're all going to be singing at the top of their lungs. I feel the earth move. And it's just going to be, it's just going to be uh very fun opening of the Muni. And then here we go where we're going to have yes. seven shows. It's going to be great. They're going to have this, they're going to have this partnership with 107.3 after the show, they're going to have the Muni hour. Good. So you can be in your car while you're waiting for the traffic and you can be listening to 107.3, but you know, they're going to be interviewing people at the Muni and talking about the show and, so all the that, things and and that'll be nice won't it yes so the other movie that's opening this week on hulu and disney plus i went to see if we had early access to it but and? we didn't it's called flaming hot and is it it's okay. about the janitor who invented flaming hot cheetos for frito-lay well maybe and they took liberties with this story because it's based on his biography. And uh, 
Eva Longoria directed it and Tony Shalhoub is in it, Dennis Haysbert mm -hmm. and Jesse Garcia plays the janitor and the screenwriter defends it as, well, a lot of it was true, but there was such controversy <laughs> about because Frito-Lay said, no, it's not. So right. I think that's why they're not showing it to us, but it's gotten mixed reviews, but I want to see it because it's Flaming Hot Cheetos. And I thought, well, that would be fun. But no, we have to wait till Friday to see it. Oh, darn. It'll be fine. You can see it with the rest of the people, Lynn. You're not you're not too proud to go see a movie. You're gonna have to go see the West Anderson people or West Anderson movie with the people. And you well, saw a West Anderson movie with the people last week. Right. Well, that's fine because Wes Anderson people won't be getting up and screaming and bringing babies to the Bringing show. a baby to a movie. Oh, no. Uh, the Wes Anderson crowd's going to be different than people that just get up and go get snacks in the middle of the movie and then just keep going or, oh, you know, you know, that well, kind of thing. But I'm seeing we can, Elemental. We can talk. Oh, are, you're going to you see that. I I can't because I will be out of town. So I am interested. I'm going to see it with the people that next Wednesday. Me too. That's when I'm going. Oh, no, that you're going to. There's one tomorrow night. Also. Yeah, but I'm I'm going to go see the breakfast club. Oh, all right. Well, where and where else can we find you online and on the radio? I'm in the Webster Kirkwood Times and I am on uh, KTRS every Friday morning with Jennifer uh, Bloom and Wendy Weiss. And we have the best time. 11.08 a.m. KTRS radio. And uh, Carl, we have this every week. And then we have the website, poplifestl.com. And both my take on Spider-Man across the universe, Spider-Verse, and Alex McPherson's take on Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse are up. So, Good. but we we have the same opinion, but he just oh. writes really, really, really well. <laughs> well, you can find me on the Mark Cox Morning Show Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. till 9 a.m. on 97.1 FM Talk. You can hear me on Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors on 97.1 and KMOX on the weekends. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Carl, the intern. And that's it. I'm everywhere. I'm on the radio all the time. If you if you don't hear me, you're not trying. Well, have a great weekend, Lynn. Yeah. And we'll talk too, about Carl. the flash next week. Yes, we get to we get to talk about more superheroes. Joy Flash. And uh, but I will have a I will have a review of the John Hamm Tina Fey movie that premiered at uh, the Tribeca Film Festival this week. Maggie Moores. But more than no. one Maggie Moore? There is more than one Maggie Moore? Yes, there is. And they're both dead. All right. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, everybody enjoy this glorious weather. Bye. Bye.